Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest-running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of a D1 athlete and a high school athlete pursuing a scholarship. With a wealth of experience to share, here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to episode 234 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. This week's podcast is inspired by a recent basketball trip to watch my youngest son Sutton play. I've been lucky to travel with baseball this summer and basketball so far this year. So let's get on the road. I recently drove to Columbia, Missouri to watch Sutton play a high school basketball game. As I headed out of Ozark, our hometown, I stopped to get a full tank of gas, a few snacks, and something to drink. I had heard that road trip calories don't count, but I found out my waistline hadn't heard that. The drive to Columbia is 175 miles one way and about 2 hours and 45 minutes one way. So off I went from the gas station with my snacks, my drinks, my podcast, my music, and my Waze app, ready to make the drive entertaining and quick as possible. The drive to Columbia is familiar, as I have an uncle that's a retired professor from the University of Missouri, which is located in Columbia. Also, about a half of the drive is on Interstate 44 that leads to St. Louis, and eventually to Chicago and Evanston, Illinois, and to Northwestern where Parker, my oldest son, is attending college. When I get off the interstate, the trip takes me through the Lake of the Ozarks area. The Lake of the Ozarks area is where the TV show Ozark is set. It is a great fishing and boating lake with a lot of golf and tourism. The show is actually filmed in Georgia. It is really confusing to tell people that you are from the city of Ozark, but the TV show Ozark is on a lake two hours away and filmed in Georgia. Also, the trip to Columbia runs me right through Missouri's state capital, Jefferson City and also within about 20 miles of Westminster College, where my nephew attends and plays football for the Jays. I headed down the highway with a full tank of gas, and I thought that is like your freshman year of high school in the recruiting journey. The whole road is in front of you, and you have a lot of time to do everything you need to do to get recruited. The needle is on full, and you don't have to worry about your next stop on the journey. Like recruiting the freshman year, your tank is full, and you have a long way to go to get coaches to contact you and to make visits to campuses. As I drove to Lebanon, Missouri, about 60 miles from home, I checked my gas gauge and the needle was still on and even above the full mark. There was no reason to stop or worry about gas at this point. The snacks and the drinks were going down faster than the gauge needle. No worries. There's a lot of time before action needs to be taken. I thought I'll just enjoy music and snacks. Many student athletes and their families put the freshman year on cruise, thinking there's plenty of time for action. Past podcasts and all the resources of Recruit Me promote that your freshman year is a busy year. Go to recruit-me.com to see all the Recruit Me resources. The free Recruiting Power Pack, the two books, the Athletic Scholarship Playbook and the Athletic Scholarship 24-Month Recruiting Planner and Journal, and the Recruit Me 3.0 Scholarship System. The freshman year is a year for making sure that you get your academics off to a great start. A year of starting to think about and record your possible wants as you develop a plan about your schools that you might want to attend. The freshman year starts the foundation to start research on schools and programs. The freshman year also is the time to do work on your game and your body to prepare for more competitive and elite competition as you move into your sophomore year. So as you move through your freshman year, the gas needle moves slightly off the full mark of the gauge. Still, no worries. You still have a long time. 
If you listen to the interviews I did with two parents of student-athletes, episodes 223 and 224, and episodes 232 and 233, both of them had girls that got recruited early. So sometimes the time frame is moved earlier to maybe the 8th grade to start preparing for some student-athletes. As I'm driving and coming up on Camdenton and the Lake of the Ozarks area, I have to slow down and stop at a few stoplights or slow to lower speed limits. I am now an hour and a half to an hour and 50 minutes in my drive to Columbia. I look at the gas gauge and the needle has moved to three quarters of a tank. Boom, I'm gliding along and the needle moves fast. But not unexpected. I can stop off and top off the tank since I'm slowing down through this area, or I can press on without any risk because I still have three quarters of a tank of gas and many miles to be able to drive. The three quarters is like your sophomore year. The journey is moving along, but not going too fast, and there's no anxiety to run out of gas or time. The sophomore year for most student-athletes, again, everybody's experience is different, is a great time to see the sights. Much like my drive through the lake area, this is the most scenic. The lake, the boats, the hotels, the tourist attractions fill this part of the drive. This part of the recruiting journey is still relaxing. Campus drive-throughs, doing research on programs, making a list of schools, and playing your sports make up most of the road to getting recruited during your sophomore year. As I exited the lake area, the needle has moved toward the half-a-tank spot on the gas gauge. I've always said, quote, you'll never run out of gas if you never go past half-empty, unquote. So this would be a great time to stop and get gas. But Jefferson City is the next bigger town, and I'll be two hours and 20 minutes into the drive. The highway runs straight through Jefferson City, and I would have to slow down and exit there. So I'm on a roll, cruise is set about 80, oh, I mean 70 miles per hour, so I'm going to keep going. I get through Missouri's capital city. As I go over the bridge that spans the Missouri River, I can look over to the right and see the Capitol building that sits high above the banks of the Missouri River. I figured I'm at half a tank and I can easily make it to Columbia, which is just 35 miles away. I can stop and get gas after the game as I leave Columbia. I'm out of snacks and I have just a little water left, but I can hit the concession stand at the game for a carryover snack and drink. I had set up to meet my uncle that lives in Columbia before the game to have a little visit. He would, under normal circumstances, have come to the basketball game, but with COVID restrictions, only one parent per visiting player was allowed to attend the game. Luckily, Ozark was able to broadcast the game on YouTube, so my wife, my uncle, and the grandparents could watch the JV and the varsity game on YouTube. I pulled up to my Uncle Dale's driveway and we visited for about 45 minutes before I headed to Columbia Hickman's gym, the home of the Cupies. I got to enjoy a JV and a varsity win as both teams played very well. The varsity game ended about 8.30 and I gave Sutton a fist bump and a good game before he got on the bus with the team. I cranked on the heat in the truck and headed home. I thought I'd better get something to eat so I drove through a fast food joint and ate as I drove back south. I finished my burgers and fries by the time I got to Jeff City and I looked at the gas gauge. Now I'm a little under the half a tank mark. I look at my GPS map for how many miles to home versus the truck's information center on how many miles I could drive on the remaining gas in the tank. I figured I could get to Lebanon and get gas there because I'm guaranteed to have a stop as I go through town to get back on I-44. I now feel like I'm in the student-athlete's junior year. The needle is moving faster. The need for planning is more evident. I do have a plan. Your junior year, you are using the list of schools and the research that you have done to send emails to those schools. You are now needing to manufacture your introductory packet that has your introductory email and a player profile or resume to send to coaches. 
Go to recruit-me.com to see the resources to help guide you through these steps. As you look over the road, you catch a glimpse of the gas gauge, and you can almost see the needle moving to the left as you drive. Things are moving faster with games, practices, academics, testing, prom, getting responses from coaches, and getting your recruiting questionnaire filled out and sent along with videos that you've made and sent. Can you see that if you didn't do work your freshman and sophomore years, how much of a whirlwind your junior year could be? The needle is actually moving right in front of your eyes. I passed the lake area and the gauge shows just under a quarter of a tank. My plan is still good to stop in Lebanon. For some student athletes, offers and commitments might happen your junior year. Your tank would be back to a full tank if this happens. But for most, the junior year and the start of the senior year continues your pursuit of a school match, a position on a team, and a scholarship. You enter your senior year and the yellow dash light comes on. How did that happen? Wasn't the needle just over a quarter of a tank? Whoosh, that needle moves fast. The light and the bell dinging adds pressure to your drive. But if you have a plan and have worked the plan, you know you have choices. Do I hit the first gas station I come to in Lebanon, or do I want to go to the station that is actually at the stoplight that I'm going to have to stop at anyway? The plan works, and I stop at the stoplight station. I even hit the one that's on the right side of the road and is an easy in-and-out pit stop. The fill-up is like committing or signing the National Letter of Intent. I can take a breath and not worry about running out of gas. I still have work to do, though, driving home. I still have an hour drive. Much like after committing, you still have work to do. Staying on top of your game and academics, filling out school applications and the FAFSA forms, and more are still a part of your journey. Well, this was a good trip. I got home safely, fed my belly, visited with my uncle, got two wins for Ozark, and I got a good podcast topic to pass along to you and all the Recruit Me families. A summary of this podcast is to start doing research early and know the clock is ticking or the gauge is moving. Use your freshman and sophomore years to get educated and keep working on your game. Be prepared for your late sophomore year and your junior year to start moving fast as contacts are being made and visits are being taken. The gauge moves fast as you get into your junior and senior year. Have a plan and work your plan to get that scholarship and that college sports opportunity. Get on the road and enjoy the ride and don't run out of gas. The last 10 episodes of 2020 had the 10 myths about athletic scholarships from the Recruit Me 3.0 Athletic Scholarship. So to start 2021, I'm going to dip into Appendix C of Recruit Me 3.0 system for frequently asked recruiting questions from student athletes and parents. I hope you find this Q&A section helpful. Here's a question from a student athlete. I played varsity doubles tennis and received All-State for two years, but it seems very hard to get noticed at the regional or national levels in doubles. Any suggestions? Answer. Your struggle is not an uncommon problem for most student athletes. Even talented ones like yourself get overlooked. Most colleges' recruiting budgets are limited, and the coach cannot get out to see that many players. They rely on tournaments, showcases, and camps to see a large number of players at once. Only for exceptional prospects will a coach normally travel to see an individual game or match. For these reasons, it's extremely important you take the initiative to let college coaches know about you. Be aggressive in pursuing the school where you have interest. Once you make contact with the coaches, you open the door for continued contact. They will write back if they see that you have the tools to play on their team. Your letter, player profile, completed questionnaire, and video, if they ask for one, and regular updates are those tools. If you sit back and wait for coaches to find you, it's likely not going to happen. That's the mistake most parents and athletes make. 
You'll miss the boat because other athletes with your abilities and even less abilities are getting in line ahead of you by contacting coaches. In the episode notes of episode 231, Polar Express Inspired Recruiting, I had a drawing for two Recruit Me resource books. The two winners were Elise from Ohio and Jeremy from Missouri. I'll be sending them the Athletic Scholarship Playbook, Edition 1, and the Athletic Scholarship 24-Month Recruiting Planner and Journal, the Deluxe Edition. You can contact me to purchase both of these helpful books. John Fugler, the author of both books, has released an updated version of the Athletic Scholarship Playbook that is available on Amazon for only $13.99. You can get the planner and journal for $19.99 on either Amazon or by contacting me at brent at recruit-me.com. I have copies of the first edition of the Athletic Scholarship Playbook that you can purchase at a reduced price of $9.99. All of these books are excellent resources for your recruiting journey. Email me at brent at recruit-me.com if you have questions or comments. A special thanks to our sponsor of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast, Cody Hanks, your friendly neighborhood realtor in southwest Missouri. Contact Cody Hanks at 417-860-9160 or by email codyhanks at swmrealty.com. One of my goals for early 2021 is to get 200 plus listeners to each podcast. The stats show that we now average 150 to 160 listens per episode. If you believe the content of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast is helpful, I ask you to share the podcast with your teammates and their families. You are not normally in competition with them for a college scholarship, so share the wealth and help both me and a family looking for direction. The podcast has listeners from coast to coast in the U.S., and a few regular listeners on other continents. I will challenge my home state of Missouri listeners to lead the way. We can't let Texas and California have more listeners, can we? I guess they are bigger populations, but we are the home team. Also, if you have a chance to rate the podcast on your favorite podcast app or make a comment, I would appreciate that too. With that, I look forward to seeing you next Tuesday for a new episode of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast.